Hi, I'm Keith Conrad. I've been a radio producer at stations all around the country. I'm a podcaster, and I've also been a science fiction fan all my life. One day I was re-watching a movie from 1980 called The Final Countdown, which centers around a modern aircraft carrier mysteriously transported back in time to the day before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. It sounds exciting, but it wasn't exactly a blockbuster. I always liked that movie as a kid, but then when I saw it again as an adult, I found myself shaking my head at a lot of the details of the story. Actually, just about all the details of the story. From how they went back in time, to how quickly the characters seemed to accept the situation, and of course the fact that at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, they end up going back home before they actually do anything about the Japanese attack. After countless thought experiments and debate with family, friends, and strangers on the street, I decided to put my ideas on paper in my first novel, Righteous Might, which was published by Eckhart's Press in the summer of 2020, just in time for COVID. I thought it was a one-time thing, but almost immediately after I finished that first book, suddenly I had ideas for plenty of other stories. That experience got me curious about how other writers decided to embark on their writing journeys. On this podcast, I'll be talking to every writer I can find about how they managed to survive the process of writing their first book, and how that experience has changed the way they write now. My first guest on this podcast is Chuck Murphy. Chuck is a teacher at Wenaki High School in Wisconsin, and he's also the author of the best-selling young adult novel, Everything That Makes Us Feel, available on Amazon. Chuck, thanks so much for joining me on this inaugural run of the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm starting off this podcast with everybody talking about the, the backstory of how they became a writer and working full-time uh, in radio, I actually still am. And uh, I, I know there were times when I had a hard time setting aside time to write and, and edit and everything like that. But you were actually working as a high school teacher when you wrote your first book. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Was that a challenge, sort of balancing you know everything you had to do uh, and finding time to write? Yeah, what I what I've found works for me is I, I had to um, set a writing schedule, and uh, what I do, and I, I do it every morning, even if I'm not um, exactly working on um, a project or a book or anything. I, I get up every morning at four fifteen, mm-hmm. and um, I you know <laughs> I do a little exercise just to get kind of loosened up and ready. But then I sit down with my coffee and I, I start to write. Um, for probably about an hour and a half uh, each morning. And if I'm not writing, if I feel a little stuck that way, I, I'm reading at least. So I feel like I'm, you know, I'm learning the process of writing while I'm doing that mm-hmm. um, and, and everything. But yeah, I, I've, I've found that I had to really discipline myself to get up and do that. Otherwise, it, if I waited until after work, something would always get in the way and I, I would miss my writing, uh, my writing time, which was very crucial for me. Well, and as you're writing, do you have a, a, a an end date in mind when you want to be done? Are you just uh, sort of getting as far as you can in a particular date? How do you, uh, how do you handle that? Yeah, for me, I don't, I don't think of really the end or the end date. Um, for instance, when I was writing this book, um, this YA novel, I, I actually, I, you know, it's interesting. So I had, I knew where I was headed with the book, but I didn't have an end date in mind. I, I had the end of the story sort of in mind that I wanted to go toward mm-hmm. um, and where I wanted it to go. But I, I just kept um, plugging away at it and getting up. And there would be times where, um, 
you know, some mornings I would, I would get up and write. And then if I had time in the evening, I'd come home and look at what I wrote in the morning. If it was, you know, if it was horrible or, or wasn't leading me where I wanted to go in the story, I, I would, um, get rid of it, revise it or whatever. Uh, but typically I'm, I'm just up and, and plugging away until the story is developing. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I sort of so far with this book and then the, the, uh, another book that will be published, um, that's coming to be coming out. I, I sort of got to that end point and realized like, okay, this was, this is enough. If I went too much further, it would just be, uh, sort of writing for the sake of writing, if that makes any sense. And, and not really adding to the actual, um, the actual plot or the actual story or characters. So your first book is everything that makes us feel what, uh, what inspired you to write it? Uh, uh, many things. I mean, one, I'm an educator and I wanted, I've always been interested in helping teens and the book itself is about, um, a 15 year old boy who loses his brother to suicide. Mm-hmm. And during that process, um, uh, the, his family starts to go through that grieving and the turmoil of what suicide can bring to a family. Um, but this uh, 15-year-old boy also has to start dealing with his own struggles with his, with his mental health, and in particular depression and anxiety. Um, so as an educator, I've always um, worked with students uh, with their own mental health, and I'm very passionate about it. Um, for one, because I also um, have had depression most of my life. I've, I've had anxiety for a great number of years. And I'm very transparent about that um, just so, you know, I can show people you're not alone and, and try to help them navigate uh, navigate it because it's, it's pretty horrible sometimes. Um, but the book itself, a, a lot of it stemmed from um, in 2004, uh, my best friend, who I served in the military with um, committed suicide. And after that happened, just he was like a brother to me and the, the grief, the, the grieving that I went through and just sort of the guilt and, you know, trying to figure out if I could have saved him. And, you know, it took several years to start working through that process. And I just one day, um, you know, probably I think it was about 2000. 14. So it was a good 10 years later, one day I just started writing this book and a lot of it, even though it's a YA novel, um, a lot of it came from my own childhood experiences, you know, dealing with, with things around mental health, my adult experiences, but also just dealing with, um, with my friend's suicide as well. So even if it's not autobiographical in that way, you know, I, I, you know, you and the main character can probably identify with each other pretty closely. Very close. Yep. Yep. Actually, there, there's a few characters in there. I mean, the, the main character I can identify with pretty close. Um, there's also a lot of, a lot of my former students and people I've, I've taught with over the years. I've read this book and a lot of them, um, a lot of them say that I'm, I'm a mix of many of the characters, mm-hmm. um, that know me. And a lot of them, there's a character in there, Mr. C, who's a, he's a counselor for the school that, that the 15 year old boy, Neil, um, the main character, he goes to this high school and Mr. C is his counselor. And a lot of people say that I'm, I'm remind them of Mr. C. Um, so I would say that, you know, in, in my opinion, I mean, I've always thought this, that I, I feel at least that I, I put myself in my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard not to sometimes my own experiences and, and my own voice. And so it, it sort of naturally, um, 
comes together that way. So had you written anything before? Like, had you done short stories or, or anything like that? Or did you, was this literally the first thing you decided to, to sit down and try to write? Um, no, I've, I've been writing, um, you know, I've been writing since my, probably my early twenties. Um, the, so it's been years. I, mm-hmm. The, the issue was it was a lot of bad writing and, <laughs> and I, I, uh, you know, and I was very afraid to send anything out. I, I had it in my mind that, you know, I needed to, uh, be in, uh, you know, go get my master's of fine arts in order to even get anything out there, be noticed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a young man, I was sort of convinced of these things. Um, I wasn't a very good student growing up. I had a lot of, you know, a lot of my own issues and, and, uh, and dealings with stuff. So I, you know, coming in, I wasn't, you know, I didn't go into the college to college right away. I didn't do any of that. And so I just had sort of these misconceptions of things I've read about, about other writers and comparing myself to them and their own backgrounds and their educational background. And, and then, you know, I, so I was writing short stories. I was writing, um, some poems, um, you know, a couple songs. I love, you know, the singer songwriter type of, of music. So I was writing some of that, not really sharing it with anyone. Um, and then, about oh probably in my I'm I'm 50 years old now so when I was in my 30s I uh, um, I had an essay published um, <laughs> it was on mental health and I sent it out just randomly and it got published um, in a, in an article um, mm-hmm. and then that was like the first time anything happened or I was sort of brave enough to for lack of a better term to to start sending anything. Um, but what I discovered, you know, through the years and, and as I, you know, sort of worked through a lot of, you know, my own junk that I've been trying to work through for a long time, um, I started realizing that, you know, I, I, I want to write. It, it's, it's a part of who I am and it, it's also good for my mental health, but I need to get my stories out there and my thoughts out there and, and just my words. And I realized that, you know, I, I don't need to um, go back and, you know, get my master's of fine arts or get into creative writing programs. And I actually was in a few creative writing classes and they weren't all that helpful mm-hmm. um, for what I wanted to do. And then I started to really realize that, you know, a lot of what I need to do is focus just on my own experiences and and bring that to the table. And so when I sat down at that keyboard and, and start to create or I do, I, I have done a lot of like blogging in the past and um, I stopped that for a little bit. I got rid of my blog post, but I'll probably bring it back, but I've done a lot of that. And I did write a, um, at the beginning of COVID, I wrote an essay um, about teaching during COVID um, that got published in the Door County um, Mental Pulse. And so things started to happen. And, and then with this book releasing, I, I just realized that, you know, I, I had to build up my own self-efficacy as a writer and really believe in, in what I was doing and do it because I needed to. Not not that I needed to get published, but because I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. And and that's when actually things started to develop for me um, and build that confidence. And then I happened to start sending it out. Um but I also, you know, it, it took some time. I mean, I think writing is very humbling. I, I, it, you know, when you start sending your work out to agents or publishers, um, you have to expect rejection. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, 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 we're human beings. So 
getting rejections isn't always the uh, the most delightful thing, but I think it's also something to learn from. Hey, unless you self-publish, because then the only rejection you'll get is nobody buying it. That that's the that's, that's the true. worst that's the worst yep. possible outcome is no one no one will buy it. No one will yep. necessarily reject it, but uh, no one, no one will buy it. Um, very very true. Very true. I, I, unless you happen to. You know, unless you happen to catch fire. I mean, obviously, people have uh, have done very well like that, but there's no rejection process in actually physically making yep. the book. That that's that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I I known self published writers, and my mother actually, um, she's a poet, and she's self published poets and uh, poetry, and uh, a book about my sister who passed away about ten years ago, and you know, so I was familiar with you know sort of what she was doing Mm -hmm. through that um, process. And and I actually think, you know, there's an avenue there for people that, um, you know, want to get their words out there and want people to see their story. So, Yeah. So once you actually started writing this particular story, how long did it take you to get through it? Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think back. I probably, it took me, so it took me probably a, a little over a year, I would say, mm-hmm. total. Because and the and the reason for that is I, I sat down and I and again I, you know I I have I've had this morning routine of writing for a long time. So I'd sit down and I'd write in the morning and I finished it. Uh, probably I probably finished the entire novel within a probably four or five months. But um, what I would do is I'd put it aside for a little bit and then I'd come back to it and then I would either add on or do some revisions. And so I kept extending the time and then I would do mm-hmm. the same thing. I'd kind of put it aside. And at the, at the time I didn't know exactly that I would start sending it out um, or not or share it. And, um, and then, yeah, so it, it took, it, that's why it took so long. And then I actually got to a point where I was about to, um, and here's part, part of sort of part of my story with this too. It kind of goes with the writing is that um, I was a, I was actually a dean of students at um, a big high school in uh, Middleton, Wisconsin, and I um, actually had my book ready and I was getting ready um, toward the beginning of my third year there, which is about probably five six years ago now to send it out and. Um, my wife had read it. She liked it. And, and I let one of my former students read it and she liked it and stuff. So, um, but I, I went into, um, one of the worst anxieties I've ever had in my life and, you know, physical symptoms and, and everything else and <laughs> ended up in the ER quite a bit, started getting oh, a lot wow. of tests and it just, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty intense. And, and what was happening, it was just a lot of like childhood and past traumas that were coming back, um, traumas of, of dealing with several deaths, uh, tragic deaths that I've had to deal with through my, my adult life. Those things are coming back. And, and on top of that, being a dean of students was a very stressful job. Yeah, I can um, imagine. Especially if you had to deal yeah, with students, yeah, it, you know, goofballs like me. Yeah, I mean, it could be very stressful. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I dealt with people like myself, you know, and, <laughs> and, and it, it was it was never really about the students. It was more about the politics around the job. Mm-hmm. Um you know, which is interesting in itself with administration. But, um, but anyhow, you know, I, I had to put it aside again while I was sort of trying to heal. And I'm a big believer in, 
you know, I can have all the support in the world out there, but I'm the one that has to pick myself up and keep moving forward. And so I had to figure that out. I had to figure out my coping strategies, how to build resilience with all this stuff. And after that happened, I left my dean role. And that very next fall is when I sent the, started sending the book out and it got picked up by the publisher um, that January. So I'm trying to remember the year, but I think it was like January 2017, maybe, or 18, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then they picked it up, and then a couple months later, we started going through the editing. So, yeah, so it was kind of a, it was a process, and it was an interesting process so, just because of all the stuff I was dealing with in my personal life as well. So so when the publisher actually picked it up and you knew, and you knew it was going to be, uh, you know, it was going to be out there in the world, did that help your anxiety or did that actually make it worse? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those interesting things where um, <laughs> I can set up the scene. It, it was interesting because when it came in, I was excited. I was very excited to have it be picked up and published. And, and it, it's a small independent publisher. Um, but I was, I was very excited to have it published and to get my words out there because my hope was, and, and this is the feedback that I've been getting from a lot of readers. Um, some I know and many I don't, but just readers that, um, they're connecting with the book, um, that it's showing them that they're, they're not alone uh, mm-hmm. with their own mental health and, um, people are connecting with it so much. And even today, I actually, um, this morning had a message come to me from a, a educator that said, um, she's working with a student that would like to connect, um, with me and with my book and stuff. And I've done some, re- a lot of readings and things like that. Actually, I have a reading tonight too at seven o'clock, but I, I've done some readings and, um, so people are connecting with it. So I was excited about that cause that was my hope. And, but then when the actual, um, in the editing process that all went fine, but when the actual release date came out, that's when I started getting a little anxious because the, the, some of the books, um, you know, I would, the, uh, I would, uh, the publisher sent me a copy of the book in the mail and then I, I had some other books sent to me. So I had copies with me too. Mm-hmm. Um, that I could go around and, you know, give to friends and family, but also have some readings, signed readings, of course, during COVID that's been tough, but, um, but I, I actually, when it first came in, my wife was all excited, wanting to open it. I actually pushed it aside. I, I could hardly look at it for a moment because it was, uh, some of the realities just hit like, oh man, you know, now everybody's going to be able to read what I just wrote. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it felt extremely vulnerable. Um, when it first came out and then people started to read it and I was, you know, worried that, you know, they weren't going to like it or, you know, have a lot of criticism and stuff. And I had to, I had to work past some of that, but I, I think most writers out there probably feel the same way. Um, if I had to guess that, you know, there's some vulnerability to putting your thoughts and your ideas and no matter what you're writing, just you're, you're putting yourself out there and, it's a very hard thing. And, and, you know, for people that are, are extreme critics of writers and write in their writing, you know, my, my thing is, well, you should go try it then. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. So, so that, that's kind of, that was kind of my initial journey with this. Yeah, I for for my story, you know, mine is just like a, a sci-fi alternate history 
you know, thing that that's sort of, uh, uh, you know, taking the premise of a cheesy movie from 1980 and sort of expanding on it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's and even then. I was still dealing with that. Like, you know, this is going to be out there and my name's going to be on it. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, so that, you, you, it definitely, I mean, you, you know, you, you sweat blood right over, yeah. over this and you, and you put your, put yourself into it and yeah, your name's on it and it's out there for people to, to judge. And I, I think it's, it's probably similar to, you know, to any other artist, um, you know, musicians or painters or what, you know, poets, whatnot. And I think that, you know, we put ourselves out there no matter what genre you're writing and they're kind of your babies, you know, you, you protect them too. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so, but you know, and so far I, I've been, I've been blessed just because the, the feedback at least that I've gotten has been very positive And again, people connecting with it. So you've mentioned that there's uh, a, another book uh, in the future. Um, how has, your process of, of writing changed from, you know, your experience with the first one. Um, is it still just a matter of, you know, keeping the same schedule every day or, or have, have you, have you changed things because of the, the experience with the first one? You know, I, I, I still keep the same schedule every day. I, I'm very much a morning person. It's, it's sort of, you know, my time, um, to get up and, and, you know, be, just kind of with myself and, and with my thoughts and get those out. So I do get up at four fifteen every day still and, and get going with my writing. Um, that's how I wrote the second book too. Um, it's called somewhere between the trees and clouds. And it's a, it's actually a YA novel in verse. And, um, so it, it was something where I sat down and the idea just kept coming out and, uh, it, it was a lot smoother than the first one. Um, in many ways. And I always wanted to try a novel in verse. I've, I've seen them out there before and I've read many, but, um, it just, at first I was writing it like a traditional novel and I kind of scrapped the idea and then I started putting it in verse and it just was kind of the flow and the momentum and rhythm of it all just was coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with saying that I, I, one thing I learned through the first process was, what my editor, um, who was fantastic, um, what she was looking for. Cause I, the editing process that I went through with the first book, um, I've, I shared a Google doc with her basically. And I followed her along as she was editing. So she would make comments and I would go back and it wasn't even, you know, some of it was grammatical, of course, and I'm not an English teacher, but some of it was grammatical. And, um, but some of it was, um, you know, just, things that didn't quite make sense or fit. And mm-hmm. that, that piece of it are being more, um, more detailed or more precise and not wordy. Those kind of things started to come out in the first novel as I was editing with her. That was helpful to, I think, to make me a better writer. And uh, my wife, who is much smarter than I am, she said the same thing, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> when she read the second book, you know, she said, you can tell, you know, that, the, the writing has become more crisp and that that's all a lot of that's from practicing. I mean, I think writing's practice is like, you know, working out, it's like lifting weights or running or anything else. I think the more we do it, the better we get at it. But, um, but yeah, definitely that second book, I think that was a big piece of it. Uh, but still, you know, there's a, there is a discipline to having that schedule. And if I miss, if I miss a day of writing, it, it's kind of, I'm, I'm very much into exercise, for example. And, 
mm-hmm. if I miss a day of, of exercise or working out or yoga or whatever I'm doing, hiking, I can tell I, I don't feel good, you know, just in my, with myself. And so, um, it's the same thing when I'm writing, if I miss my writing time, I'm a little bit off all day long. Um, so I do think it's a discipline to sort of try to do something, um, each day. What's the one thing that you learned along the way that, um, like you just, you just wish you could go back and and tell your, uh, you know, your younger self from a few years ago when you, when you started the first book, you know, that, you know, it just seems obvious now, but, but you didn't know it then. Yeah. You know, I, I think that if I had any advice to give to, to my younger self, even, you know, during this writing of this book or, or even, you know, before, uh, in my twenties, thirties or whatnot. Um, and I do this with, with young people now that are, are wanting to write is, you know, one, just believe in yourself and, and never give up. Um, I know that sounds a little cliche sometimes, but it is true. I mean, it's, I, I think a lot of people set out to write, but then they don't finish the product. They don't finish what they're wanting to do. Cause I think they may either lose the belief in themselves or not, like their work or, or whatnot. Um, for me, I, I had to finally get to that point where I, I was confident enough to start sending my work. And, you know, and so I, I think that that's one piece of advice. Cause I, I, you know, again, I didn't, um, I'm 50 years old, you know, not that I'm old, I don't feel old at all, but, but it's, it's more of, um, I wish I had that confidence back when I was writing in my 20s, you know, and to start, working on that because I think I would have probably started um, trying to publish earlier. Mm -hmm. The other piece of this too is I think um, not only having that schedule to write, but also to rewrite, to go back and do revisions, I think is a big, big piece of that too. Yeah, I think um, it was uh, uh, C. Robert Cargill who, um, he's written a number of novels and uh, he actually wrote uh, both Doctor Strange movies, the the one that's mm-hmm. already come out and the one that's, uh, you know, in the works now, um, you know, he, he also actually does a podcast on writing and he, there, there were two things that really jumped out at me, uh, two pieces of advice he, he had. One was, uh, just get it done because mm-hmm. once you've done that, like, and you know, you can everything after that'll be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And also in the, in the same vein, editing is a lot easier than writing. So once you've mm-hmm. once you've got that down, it's a lot easier to to go in and edit it than it is to, you know, come up with the uh, you know the the story from scratch. Yep, yep. I I agree. I I uh, I, I don't know. I don't recall exactly which book it was. It might have been Bird by Bird, but Anne Lamott. Um, she talks about shitty first drafts, mm-hmm. and. I, I, I agree with that. I think that you, you get it down, you get it done and you put it down there and then go back and start to do that revision process. Because, um, I, I usually like the, the first book, everything that makes us feel, I probably did three, I probably went through it three or four times just revising. And then I did the same thing with my second book that would be coming out. I probably, I wrote it, went through it about three or four times. I let my, one of my nieces read it and my wife, went through it again, um, to do revisions. But even with that, there, there comes a time when you also have to let it go mm-hmm. and, and decide, cause you, we could, I think we could revise our, our writing forever, you know, and, 
there there is that time get it done do the revisions writing is rewriting sort of speak and then and then eventually if you if you do want to get it published and get out there you have to let it go um and stuff to move forward so yeah well thanks so much for uh, joining me and sharing your story chuck yeah no i appreciate the time and um yeah I, i really appreciate this it's been nice to be able to um just talk talk about writing and and you know i think with other writers we all sort of experience many of the same things so um, i do appreciate it Gabatron.